So yesterday I was just browsing the internet, browsing the internet, and I was, I was on YouTube, like putting things in, and all of a sudden this uh, Bible thumping wingnuts video pops up, and it's uh, responding to open theism, responding to open theism, Bible thumping wingnuts, and sure enough, it features yours truly. Tim Hurd responded to me, my little video. So you know what that means? That means uh, he's got a load of this. But what that also means is that uh, I'm going to have to do what I often do with Calvinists. And Calvinists are very stupid people. They're, they're very dumb. They don't understand their own theology. And so you have to consistently educate them about what their own theology is. And they'll be very evident with Tim Hurd's basic ignorance of basic, very fundamental Calvinist metaphysics. And, and I've, I've done this before on Calvinist sites uh, let, let's take a look at this poll that I put up on a very prominent Calvinist site. How many people in Calvinism accept the doctrine of God's simplicity? And one of the options, one of the options was, I've never heard of it. I've never heard of it. Let's see what we got here. look at the turnout for this poll and the people who are saying no they're like the open theists it's like don't vote in my calvinist polls open theists but uh, 53 people said they're not familiar with the doctrine of divine simplicity and this is the bedrock of calvinism all calvinist metaphysics are based in this doctrine of god's immutable simplicity and uh yes is the next most popular response 46 yeses so over 100 people voted in this poll and uh Overwhelmingly, uh, like over 50% have never even heard of it. This is who we're dealing with. Calvinists, ignorant of basic Calvinist metaphysics. Calvinists don't know their own position. Uh, I have a similar poll that I put in the same group talking about systematic theologies. What is the most popular Calvinist system? What is the most popular Calvinist systematic theology? What do you recommend? If we were to go to one de facto Calvinist source for systematic theology, what would it be? And here are the results of that. All right, uh, the response was a little lackluster, less than maybe 20 responses. But uh, nine responses for Louis Burkhoff and eight for Herman Bovnik. Eight for Herman Bovnik. So those are going to be our two go-to authorities on Calvinist metaphysics besides Calvin himself when we're going through Tim Hurd and what Tim Hurd knows about Calvinism. The man's an idiot. He's, he's ignorant of basic Calvinism. Oh, it's, it's so delicious. It's so juicy. It's so juicy. So let's, let's watch this man's ignorance in full bloom. It's going to bloom up to us. We're going to like, oh, oh, Tim Hurd. Oh, you're so dumb. You're such a dumb man. You don't know anything. All right, Tim Hurd, take it away. Jumping right into the next segment about open theism, ladies and gentlemen. Open. Yeah, so if, if you actually go to this Who is God 
um, on on my uh, my channel here, the Two Minutes Open Theism, who is God? You can look in the comments, and similar Calvinists are objected. Well, we don't believe that. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. This is this is standard Calvinist metaphysics. This is a very common experience. Calvinists not knowing their own theologies. We're dealing with idiots. These cultists, and they are cultists. They they engage in groupthink. They they uh, go look at uh, the cult of Calvinism video. Calvinists are SJWs. Uh, you'll see that they, they meet all the definitions of what it, it takes to be a cult. And their groupthink, their hive mind, and their inability to even understand their own doctrines. Oh, it's delicious. So, Tim Hurd, I'm sorry for interrupting Tim Hurd. You go on. You go on. And Tim Hurd, if you're listening, this is a private, free education for me to you. I get to educate you. You don't even have to pay me any. If you want to send me money, I'll take money. That's fine. I, I, I never turn down money, right? So if you want to give me money for teaching you the, the basic truths of your own theology, your own metaphysics, oh, I'd, I'd be more than happy, Tim Hurt. But but it's it's gratis. It's it's free. It's it's an act of love from me to you because I love you so much. My heart reaches out to you, and there's a lot of you to reach out to because you're you're a large man who likes the hot dogs, and so that's a lot of heart that it takes for me to reach all of you. Little heart, large man. Little heart, large man. But go ahead, Tim Hart. Theism. That's a thing. I didn't even know it was a thing. Oh, great. Then you're the perfect person to critique it. If this is the first time you're hearing about it, Tim Hurd. Open theism. So we had an open theist in the Bible Thumper Wingnut ah. Facebook group. Fantastic. Man, a feisty little fella. Ah, he's so uh, feisty. Chris Fisher is his name. Wow. Actually, you know what? Sounds attractive. That's not how I found him. I found yeah. him by looking up, uh, by look, yeah. getting uh, prompted to watch a video. Was it my model profile shots on models.com? That uh, Leighton Flowers was part of. Oh, it was my podcast. Yeah. Leighton Flowers was on a, uh, a podcast by Chris Fisher. And Chris Fisher's uh, podcast... I thought it was a male modeling agency you're looking at. Oh, my my apologies. Is uh, God is open, so he's an he's a blatant open theist, right? <laughs> well, anyway, he's got this video here on his uh, YouTube oh, channel, which oh, yeah. I am glad he made this video. Well, thank you. Because, thank you. um, in two minutes, you can find out. Two minutes. Why? Why we don't want to be open theists. So let me let me play this. Why we don't want to? Because our subjective evaluation, our subjective opinions, that should uh, determine what we believe. And that's what Calvinists do. They use their emotions. Their emotions take precedence in what they want to believe or what they don't want to believe. This is God, or so we are told. A single point on a blank screen. Notice that the dot is alone, simple. God, we are told, is pure simplicity. I don't know where he's getting that from. <laughs> oh, you're so stupid, Tim Hurd. Oh, you're a dumb man. Okay, so let, let's let's go through the whole list, right? And uh, we, we could go to James DeWessel. He's, he's the world-class Calvinist metaphysics expert, and he's got entire podcasts on the issue. The Calvinists are just just totally ignorant of. It's like they they don't know their own positions. And remember that one guy from uh, what was it uh, the pressing on or something on that that Calvinist and he's like, 
talking about impassibility and he's like open theists don't think that god actually has emotions and he says it like that he uses that tone and then you turn to james dwezel on his podcast on immutability and impassibility and he's like god doesn't actually have emotions oh so these these basic calvinists and that guy was a pastor the pressing on pressing on if you go pull up our pressing on podcast uh, we talk about that uh, this guy who's a pastor doesn't know his own basic Calvinist metaphysics. And he, he critiques open theists who get his metaphysics correct, correct. And he's, he's unknowingly criticizing his own side. But uh, th- that's good. That works. Let's go pull up where I get this crazy idea that God is pure simplicity. Oh, man. Oh, we got Theodore, uh, Theodore Zacharides pulled up, and we got uh, his autism, one of the number one Google results. So that's that's beautiful, beautiful. Well, let's go to godisopen.com. And uh, there, there's some pretty nice categories we got going on here. How about church father quotes? Uh, we'll go to church father quotes later. We'll go to modern theological quotes because everyone from Calvin onward is going to be put in modern theological quotes. Because everyone from Calvin onwards is going to be uh, categorized as modern theological quotes. And about Aquinas and before, uh, we're going to call church fathers. But let's click on simplicity and it'll bring us right there. John Calvin. What does John Calvin say on the issue? Hmm. Hmm. This, this, this thing I made up, this thing I made up in my own head that people believe in divine, pure simplicity. John Calvin says this. In this one essence are three persons, yet so that neither is there a triple God, nor is simple essence of God divided. The simple essence of God can't be divided. Meaning the word person in this, meaning of the word person in this discussion, three hypostases in God or the essence of God. He goes on to say this, again, whatever is proper to each, I affirm to be incommunicable. God's attributes are incommunicable. We can't understand them. He's this pure simplicity. He's outside of our comprehension. Because nothing can apply or be transferred to the Son, which is attributed to the Father as a mark of distinction. There can't be distinctions. There can't be a length, width, height, relationship. There can't be parts to create distinction. You can't do it. I have no objections to the adoption of the definition of tutorialian provided it is properly understood that there is in God a certain arrangement or economy which makes no change on the unity of essence. So let's move on. Let's move on. So who are the Calvinists' favorite systematic theology? You could go type in Calvinist systematic theology. You already saw my poll. You already saw my poll on the issue. But Calvinist systematic theology. And who are their favorite people? Is it going to be any different than, oh, how about 10 systematic theology resources by the Gospel Coalition? They might know their systematic theologies. Let's click on that. Let's click on that. Okay, number one, John Calvin. Okay, we already talked about John Calvin a little bit. Number two, Louis Burkhoff. Oh, yeah, that was uh, number one in the Calvinist poll as well. Number three, Herman Bovnik. So these are our three guys, Calvin, Burkhoff, and Bovnik. This is representative of Calvinism, wouldn't you think? 
So let's go hear what Louis Burkhoff has to say about this. When we speak of the simplicity of God, we use the term to describe the state or quality of being simple, the condition of being free from division into parts, and therefore from compositeness. It means that God is not composite and is not susceptible to division in any sense of the word. Huh. Interesting. So Bovnik uh, uh, buys this pure simplicity, the same one that Calvin does. Let's see what Bovnik says. It is this conviction that lies behind the teaching of the Christian theology that God is simple, that is, free from composition. God is identical with each of his attributes. Keep that in mind. God is identical with each of his attributes. He is what he possesses. In God, to be is the same as to be wise, to be good, to be powerful. All God's attributes are identical with his essence. In all his attributes, he is pure being, absolute reality. We cannot refrain from speaking of God's being and in the description of God's essence. And in the description of God's essence, Christian theology places his aseity or aseity. I'm sorry, aseity is how Dewezel says it. His aseity in the foreground as a primary attribute traditionally associated with the name Yahweh. God is the one who exists of and through himself, the perfect being who is absolute in wisdom and goodness and righteousness and holiness, power and blessedness. And if a Calvinist really care to understand their own theology, James Dwezel has a book, God Without Parts. Read it, understand it. Don't pretend to know your theology unless you really understand this doctrine. This is what, what your entire cult religion is based off of. But, uh, well, guess who, who's never heard of divine simplicity? Oh, this uh, Tim Hurd guy. Let's, let's hear him again. A single point on a blank screen. Notice that the dot is alone simple god we are told is pure simplicity i don't know where he's getting that from god you're an idiot oh you're an idiot okay let's go on <laughs> the guy's not known for doing his research <laughs> oh look at this projection going on here this is just pure calvinist projection so every single calvinist every single head of calvin calvin himself affirms divine pure simplicity a god is without parts god is without relationship god can't be divided or or made divisible it's it's a doctrine of pure simplicity that is affirmed by all these calvinists and affirmed by augustine before him in john calvin in his chapter on the trinity in institutes for the christian religion he relies on augustine's understanding of the trinity he refers to it and in that definition of the trinity uh, Augustine, he talks about how the hypostatic union works and Jesus has to be a parrot creature because Jesus as the body had flesh and, and flesh changes and the flesh corrupts. And so Jesus couldn't have that body. That couldn't be God. The body of Jesus is not God. And that's why I got kicked out of uh, Alpha and Omega Facebook page for asking, is the human part of Jesus divide? I got kicked out of the group. They wouldn't answer it. They would rather kick someone out than answer that question. That, that, that's how funny this is. And so this is, this is instrumental to their understanding of God, even the hypostatic union, that, that the essence of God is pure simplicity, pure unity, and any division or change has to be other than God, even the body of Jesus. And the body of Jesus is like a tag along that just gets called God. You know, God, they, they say that uh, Jesus is 100% divine 
and 100% human, but the 100% human part's not the 100% divide part. That's a different part that's, uh, that's out there that's, that's not divide. It's just like a parent puppet creature, that, uh, an avatar, if you will. That's the idea. That's the idea of this pure simplicity that Augustine, that uh, the Neoplatonists, all of them, all the Neoplatonists agreed with this idea of pure simplicity. Found in the pages of Plotinus, Neoplatonist philosophers, and John Calvin. John Calvin was a proponent. Uh, Tim Hurd, he's never heard of it. This guy, this, this guy has his own talk show. He has his own radio, his own podcast show. And he's just ignorant of basic Calvinist doctrine. So that's who we're dealing with. And that's typically who you deal with when you deal with Calvinists. And Calvinists accuse other people of not understanding Calvinism. But typically, the Calvinists are just completely ignorant of their own doctrines. They, they don't know what they're arguing. They don't know what their positions are. And so they get tripped up very easily with, with what the official position is. They'll say, oh, God just permits things. Well, Calvinists, well, John Calvin, he says that no mere permission. God actively ordains and brings everything to about, not, not through just merely permitting it. That is standard Orthodox Calvinism. And the Calvinists who don't understand Calvinism will, will try to wiggle out of these things because they don't understand their own views. And then they'll accuse other people of not understanding Calvinism. Typically not the case. These, these cultists don't understand their own cult. He's known for making some pretty, pretty strange uh, claims out there. But that <laughs> it's it's so strange. The doctrine of divine simplicity is so strange that uh, 50 percent of Calvinists surveyed understand and affirm it. And the other 50 percent, which includes Tim Hurd over here, uh, never heard of it. <laughs> never heard of it. I've never heard anybody define God as simple. God. Oh, I'll read a book. Pick up a book. Tim Hurd. Oh, th this is free education for me to you, man. Free education, Tim Hurd. Just, uh, you know, uh, in my time of teaching kids, uh, I've, I've dealt with, I've sometimes had to teach kids like who are lacking a couple chromosomes. Uh, Tim Hurd might be a little harder to teach than those kids. If he retains any information I'm giving him, uh, perhaps I'm going to like win like teacher of the year and Trump's going to give me like a teaching medal. Is that what you know, Trump does for the teacher of the year nationwide? But if I could get something to stick to hold in Tim Hurd's mind, that will be a miraculous feat. Maybe even a miracle. Maybe even a miracle. Simple is good. Complex is bad. Complexity causes change. Change destroys. Those are statements that are not backed up, backed up by Scripture at all. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. You just denied Calvinism. Uh, thank you. Oh. Complex. What did he say? Complex uh, is open to change. Something like that. Hmm. Change destroys perfection at even one point. And now God has relationships. God is now dependent. God can now change. God can now degrade. God is no longer perfect. To remain perfect, God cannot have parts. God cannot be described. God cannot have relationships. There's not, like some truths in there, but... Well, then tell us which is which. Tell us which is which. Uh, don't just throw stuff out there. Well, I don't agree with this, and uh, I'm not going to tell you why and what particular parts. Tell us what you believe, Tim Hurd. Most of them are just... Uh, 
so far out there. I don't know who he, I don't know who he's uh, getting those descriptions. from. Bovnik, Louis Burkoff, John Calvin, Augustine, Ambrose, uh, all of these guys, all of them believed it. They all believed it. But it's his critique of the God of Scripture as the God of Scripture. Orthodox Christianity understands the God of Scripture. Yeah. That, that, that if you deny divine simplicity, you're a heretic to classical theism. You're, you're not a classical theist. If you deny divine simplicity, you are not a classical theist. I'm going to say that again. If you, devo- if you deny divine simplicity, you're not a classical theist. And you're on the same level of heretic or whatever as uh, normal open theists. Normal open theists. God forever sits alone in a timeless void, indescribable, ineffable, alone. It's not, that's not what the Bible teaches. Yeah, thank you. You're not a Calvinist anymore. You just denied Calvinism. That's what, that's what, that is not what Orthodox Christianity teaches. Well, you're wrong there, buddy. You're wrong there that uh, he's, he's not simple and pure and timeless. I just quoted a ton of people. Uh, every major systematic theology. Tell me which systematic theology you adhere to. Tell me which one you like the best. MacArthur, or you, just Google systematic theology and pick one and I'll pull the quote out. I'll pull the quote out because I've, I basically have access to pretty much every systematic theology book ever written. And they all say the same thing. Tim Hurd, have you ever read a systematic theology book in your life? In your life? Have you ever read a book in your life? Can you read? That, that's a different question. Can you? Do you know how to read? I, I hope so. He was typing something into Google. Gives us some indication that he might have some basic literacy. But I don't know too much after that. I don't know. But this is the God of Greek philosophy, not the God of Israelite worship. Yahweh is the God of Israel. He is not alone as he sits with his heavenly council. And so here, here's another thing. So I'm putting up all these verses on screen uh, in my video. But this this podcast of Tim Herds, it's an audio podcast. So is he going to talk about the text that I put on screen? Or is he going to make the listeners think that there wasn't any scriptural backing? Remember what happened in the Leighton Flowers-James White debate on Romans 9, where Leighton Flowers had a PowerPoint with his verses that he was talking about? The audio came off as if Leighton Flowers wasn't talking about Romans 9 at all, and then he was accused of that by James White in the debate, in the debate. But uh, he's not going to acknowledge that I'm putting these proof texts up here. He's not going to talk about the proof texts. And watch this. He's going to condemn the Bible. So what's going to happen? I've watched a part of this. I haven't watched it all, so... I'll be a little bit surprised with you what happened. Not, not too surprised. It's pretty clear this guy doesn't understand basic theology. He is not immutable as he creates, innovates, and learns from the He is not immutable. <laughs> yeah. This man claims to be a believer in the scriptures, and he says God is not immutable. Hmm. The world he Oh, he just goes outplayed. Oh, there, that wasn't a defense. That You just ignored the scripture that's on screen. Genesis 6, God regretting. What does he regret? He doesn't regret, oh, man became wicked. I'm regretting that man. Be, he regrets his own action in making mankind. His own action is the thing he regrets. But Tim Hurd, he just scrolls through all the proof texts. He, he just ignores them all. And he relies on, oh, I'm just going to say it. Oh, he denies immutability. Whew. Guess what? That's just bad in itself. Ugh. Open theism is so scary. It denies immutability. I'm not going to defend immutability. I'm just going to say that 
I'm not going to defend immutability. I'm just going to say it that someone denies immutability. And then we're all supposed to be like this. Immutability denies immutability. Who can do such a thing? Created. He changes at every moment of every day. As he grieves over the world, shows mercy to his creation and forgives. Although he has lived forever, he is not timeless as he remembers the past and remains hopeful. God is not timeless. Yeah, I put it, I put it, there's, there's literally Bible verses on the screen behind you, uh, backing up everything I say, but, uh, just, just hit play again and ignore my basic Christian doctrine understandings Platonism that completely reject of the future. He watches the world from heaven. He tests the heart of man to learn about them. He eagerly awaits for them to worship him. Mm. Yeah. The verse. Just look behind you. So look much behind you. There's a verse. So much bad. Just, just tilt. Uh, tilt your head. I stop at the comment, bit. and before it stops, there's another one. It's for them to worship him, he is filled with hurt and anger when they yeah. reject him. Just, just like a turn jealous... your head slightly. Uh, look at the verse. God it is takes... just. God is just reacting, and my headset's yeah. bothering me. God is just reacting to everything. Yeah, God is very reactive in the Bible. God waits for sin to happen, then he becomes angry or frustrated or sad, and then he acts. And people move him to action, and prayer moves him to action. He says, hey, uh, Ezekiel, you're going to use human poop to cook your food to illustrate this truth. And and Ezekiel's like, how about not, God, I don't want to do this unclean thing. How about I use not or just not do human poop and god says okay yeah fine let's not do human poop we'll do cow poop instead like instantaneously god responds and then the entire psalms are just filled with this prayer and response in fact that's a common trend you'll find in the psalms where there's there's something bad going on and there's some sort of prayer for god to hear and god to respond even some sort of bargaining God, if you do this, I'll do this. And then the, the end of the psalm typically is a response. God has came. God has fulfilled. God has responded to the prayer. God is responsive. And he's going to take that away. He's going to make God into the stone idols that, that God criticizes. Stone idols, and here are the criticisms, who can't eat, who can't smell, who can't touch, who can't uh, speak. All these criticisms that he denies of God. He denies them. Remember, Augustine said that even when when God says, this is uh, my, my beloved son, he says that wasn't God actually speaking. God was not speaking those words. God was not speaking those words. Instead, that was like a parrot creature who is timelessly ordained to say those words. And that's the exact same concept that Augustine had of Jesus. That Jesus was a timeless parrot creature, eternally predestined to symbolize uh, the third person of the trinity and and uh it wasn't really divine it wasn't really jesus that's these ideas um, because god has to be this pure simplicity that god can't change god can't act god can't smell god can't touch god can't speak this is their standard calvinist theology wow god is unstable (laughs) in open theism husband yahweh becomes emotionally devastated I'd say he's unstable in Calvinism where he's constantly thwarting himself in the Bible. 
And they, they say, oh, everything is predestined by God to the, the micromanagement level that he's controlling every every dust particle. If there's one rogue dust particle, oh, then God is thwarted and undone. And so God constantly is fighting and bickering with uh, Israel, trying to get them to change, lamenting over their rejection of him. Uh, he's very unstable, amazingly unstable. If he caused all this and then he's like, oh, I can't. What is going on here? Why are these guys rejecting me? I'm looking for righteous people. I can't find them. What is going on here? That's instability. That's craziness. It's psychoticness. And that's the Calvinist doctrine. ...dated at religious infidelity. Yahweh is betrayed, hurt, laments, becomes vindictive, jaded, spiteful. He judges. God is spiteful. Yeah. Yeah. That's not... He's putting these verses up there. And here's the difference. Oh, well, thanks let me for, let me finish it. There's out. just another punishes, 20 seconds. But ultimately strives for reconciliation. Yahweh is the God of the Bible, not the God of Greek philosophy. Yahweh, the living God. Bravo. So basically he confuses the way the scriptures uh, communicate how God interacts with men in time. Okay, so uh, the, the Bible has a spiritual meaning that we don't have direct access to. And so we take what the Bible says and we discard it based on our philosophy and our theology. And we just impose Calvinism on it. And Calvinism is true. And you're so dumb and you're a heretic and you're going to hell if you believe what the Bible actually says. This is Tim Hurt's position. What our freaking lunatic, lunatic. Mr. Chubbs McGee over here. Like there's one thing that is God's decree as he decrees all things. But as time passes, God is interacting with and he's giving his he's giving his commandments. He's passing down his judgments. You, you don't understand Calvinist metaphysics, basic Calvinist metaphysics. You don't understand. And in many ways, he's condescending to our understanding uh, the way the scriptures are written give the, the bible is just written and we just uh we we understand that the bible doesn't mean what it says and we just have our spiritual calvinist enlightening and we just impose calvinism on the bible and we just reject what it says and uh you know if you accept what it says you're a heretic and going to hell my name's tim hard and god these types of emotions and saying that he laments or when God says he laments, that's not true. What are you doing, God, telling us outright lies? You don't really relent. We know what you re actually mean, God. You, you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't actually repent and then say you repent. Oh, no. We know what you really mean. We, we understand. We understand completely. Or that he repents. But proper understanding of those scriptures has to be, has to be um, equalized. It has to be balanced with our Platonist theology we want to impose on the text you know it's oh we like our Platonism we don't really like the Bible so anytime the Bible says something we don't like we just say that's just condescending language that we just we know the real truth we, we know the Bible doesn't actually mean it we know it with all of the scriptures that say <laughs> that God is in the heavens and he does all that he pleases yeah 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 you reject it that before the foundation of the earth, God uh, had planned these things, all the things that ha have come to pass. 
Yeah, what verse is that? Uh, you might be reading a different Bible. Maybe, oh, maybe it's a Platonistic Bible. Are you, are you reading Platonism, Tim Hurd? Do you got a do you got a secret book from uh, Plotinus back there? I can't I can't see it. It's a kind of a little screen you got there. I don't know what books you got back there. Plotinus is that it? Do I see that in the background? Open theism is just a sick, sick, wicked. <laughs> They're so wicked. They read the Bible. And then they don't understand the Bible's condescending language. Ugh, they're wicked people. They believe what the Bible says. Oh, wickedness. Wickedness. Wicked perversion of <laughs> the scriptures. And it's so far off. Oh, so it's so far off. So far oh, off. That, um, Has he made any arguments yet? Have you heard any arguments? Has he said, well, well, this is my evidence why this claim is false. And, you know, this is why this isn't true. He's given nothing. He's emoting. And what Calvinists like to do is they emote. As part of their cultist mentality, they, their groupthink, their, their uh, virtue signaling, is they, they, like, they don't like to actually argue points. They don't like to actually debate with evidence. Instead, they like to just, just lash out at the people that they disagree with without any material evidence. Very little time is spent uh, refuting it. Um, but my concern when I originally brought it up was that you know, Leighton Flowers sat down with this man for an hour to whine and complain about Calvinism. And how I tried, I tried, I tried so much to get Leighton Flowers to complain about Calvinists. He was so generous and so gracious. And Tim Hurd, what does Tim Hurd think about Leighton Flowers? Let's pull up some quotes by Tim Hurd. So here's one uh, where, where I responded to Tim Hurd and had interaction with Tim Hurd. He says, Leighton Flowers is proving Len Prentice to be correct concerning Len's claim that he's forked-tongued by telling one Facebook group he's a Molinist, another Facebook group that he's not. And, and this was Tim Hurd lying. You're a liar, Tim Hurd. You're, you're a bad human being, as I said in our previous uh, video. You're a bad person. You're a bad person. But here's him just lying through his teeth saying that Leighton Flowers is forked-tongued. Here's another quote by Tim Hurd. He says, let's be clear. Leighton Flowers hates the gospel, hates the God of the scripture, hates free grace, and seeks to place man upon the glory throne of Christ. I don't feel bad at all for any flack that Tim Hurd gets. He's just, he's a scum human being. Uh, he hates the God of the Bible. He's not a Christian, and he's a cultist. He, he's an emotionally charged cultist. And, and that's fine. It's fine. So, yeah, then he's going to be like, oh, then he's going to be like this. Oh, Leighton Flowers didn't tell Chris Fisher to repent. Oh, so I'll do it. I'll do it. Who are you? You're this idiot who doesn't know his own theology. And you can't make a, you can't put together a rational argument for the life of you. And uh, I'd say you're dimmer than. <laughs> ah. 
yeah, it's, it's just silly that anyone takes you seriously. Uh, and the only reason that I could think that you have any sort of a following is Calvinists are cultists and they respond to virtue signaling. If you go to my podcast that Calvinists are SJWs, they're third wave feminists. They are the social justice warriors who, who care about this group identity, their, this identity politics, this group think, this virtue signaling. These are these people and they think in cult like mentality. My whole podcast is about that. There, there's that good paper that I talked about on my episode that Calvinism is a cult. Calvinism is a cult. That's why Tim Hurd has a following. It's not because any of his arguments. Has he made any arguments? He's not made any arguments. Bad Calvinism was. and um... <laughs> But anyways, back to my main point. Layton Flowers was so nice to Calvinists. He was so gracious, even though I was prodding him to be a little less gracious than he was. And Tim Hurd has the audacity to sit here and say, Oh, Layton Flowers was whining and complaining about Calvinists. What are you talking about? What are you talking about, you fruitcake? You nutter. Uh, don't ever go to Russia. Don't ever go to Russia because homosexuality is still illegal there, Tim Hurd. Didn't, didn't share the gospel with this guy. This guy's on his way to hell. <laughs> and uh, we should pray for him, Chris Fisher. Oh. Um, and You're going to pray to undo God's sovereign will? Is that what prayer is? Or or do you just say, God, your will be done, and then just end your prayer? Because if you pray something that's contrary to what will happen, you're praying against uh, God's greatest glory. Are you going to chance that, Tim Hurd? Everything that happens is predestined. And so for you to have any moral outrage at me, for you to have any concern about my soul, that's rich. That's rich. That's you being double-minded. You not believing your own metaphysics, which everything's faded, predestined, and nothing can change. The future is immutable, and whatever happens is to God's greatest glory. And you think that there's moral outrage in this world, and you think that people can decide to choose something else, and you are prayed for God to do what? Do what? Other than something that he's already eternally predestined? You're a nut job. You're a nut job. You don't even believe your own theology. You don't even know your own theology. We've we've already determined. Here's he he actually I had mentioned this before that he did a critique of JD and I. And if you're watching the the live video, um, you see that I've got it I've got it uh, ready to play. I took out two minutes of it, two minute segment. I'm going to play for you. And in this two minute segment, um, Chris Fisher explains. Uh, what he what he thinks and knows about myself and JD Hall. Yeah. Um, he's actually critiquing a podcast that I did with JD, and as he's critiquing it, he's also um, he's he's giving his opinions of us based on his great knowledge. And as you will hear, I'm pretty accurate. Uh, he I'm doesn't good at this. he doesn't have any clue of who we are. So let, let me play this two minutes of some, some seg, some clips Everyone agrees from his uh, critique of JD Hall and I. Welcome to God's Open. I'm your host, Christopher Fisher. This old guy over here is JD Hall. He yeah. seems like a miserable human being. And this other guy over here is Tim Hurd. Wow, I really want, I really care so much about what Tim Hurd, crazy psychotic Calvinist believes in JD Hall, uh, mopey, miserable Calvinists, not one brain cell among them. They're, they're rambling, psychotic, crazy people. Tim Hurd, you're a lunatic. 
Oh, I, I got his his cutting and his uh, blending is th- those those were excellent cuts and blends, but it, w- it wasn't a full quote. It wasn't a full quote. I do add evidence in between things I say, and cutting out the evidence is n- not quite honest. But I do have to hand you credit to your excellent editing skills. It almost seems like it's a full clip without cutting and editing, but it's not. J.D. Hall, you are a lunatic. Uh, I, I don't think Calvinists are Christians. Well, not these mainstream guys, not not the Tim Hurds of the world, not the J.D. Halls, not the Matt Slicks, not the James White, because you're not a Christian, J.D. Hall. I'm condemning you because you're not a Christian, Tim Hurd. I'm condemning you, Matt mm-hmm. Slick. They, they go on Twitter, these social justice warriors, and then they, they put their one or two liners. Oh, Trump is a Nazi. Or, or yeah, it just everyone's racist. and oh, Everyone's sexist. And, and that's virtue signal. And if we see something we don't like, we just call it out. We call it racist. He is a third wave feminist, social justice warrior, crazy lunatic. <laughs> oh, you cut out the context. Oh, you cut out the context. You cut it together, spliced it together. The way in which you are a social justice warrior is your argumentation, your methodology, your mindset. I'm not saying that you literally are a feminist advocating uh, abolition of the patriarchy. I'm not saying that. I'm saying your mindset, you are a social justice warrior. You respond to talking points. You resonate with the personal attacks. You resonate with attacks on uh, who people are. Oh, that guy's an atheist. That guy's a heretic. Repent, repent. That's what the critique is. You fundamentally, you fundamentally misunderstand and misrepresent. Oh, oh, we're dealing with someone who doesn't, he can't think. He, he doesn't understand. And then he cuts things out of context. Cuts things out of context. You're bad, Tim Hurd. You're not a rational person. You're very stupid. So Chris Fisher, who had Leighton Flowers on and knows, he has his own podcast, and he's a representative from Open Theism. He's actually written a little booklet. Uh, he's done his re- Bo- Booklet, 120,000 words. Research on J.D. Hall and myself. And uh, we are feminists. Uh, yeah, yeah, read the context. Listen to the context, Tim Heard. Oh, it's not hard. And social justice warriors. Hmm. Don't think he's done uh, any, any, any uh, research, has he? If you listen to me, you might understand what I'm saying. You did. You didn't listen to me, did you? That's who these people are. And you just like personal attacks, Tim Hurd. You're you're a pathetic person. You are the social justice warrior. You're the person screaming racist against everyone. You, J.D. Hall, you. You are the social justice warrior, you nut job. You guys are delusional. Calvinists are SJWs. They're liars. They're bad people. They're feminine and easily offended. You people are liars. I like these clips. I, I like this. I like this little montage, and uh, it's good. But uh, cutting things out of context and then misrepresenting Tim Hurd, bad on you. Bad on That's you. Slick is a huge liar. James you White, liar. He's a liar. Tim Hurd, you're a liar. You're a liar, Tim Hurd. He's he's intellectually dishonest. They're psychotic because they're all lunatics. Social justice warriors. They're lunatics, and they're living in their own bubble. They're scum people. J.D. Hall, you're a Gnostic. Look at these people, these miserable people here. Uh, J.D. Hall and Tim Hurd, they're miserable people. They're out in leftist loony land. They're social justice warriors. 
<laughs> that, that concludes that. That is a two-minute clip of Chris Fisher. God is open. Apparently, even though he's looking at us and he's listening to what we said on one podcast, he uh, he seems to have a problem. Um, you, you got some basic uh, problems with uh, just basic understanding, mental capacity, processing information, Tim Hurd. Uh, look at the context of those quotes. What am I saying? What am I saying? And uh, I'm going to put a link to my Calvinist RSJW's video, and uh, people can judge for themselves. But you are a liar, Tim Hurd. You're a scum person. Hopefully you learned something about your own metaphysics and your own theology today, Tim Hurd. Um, at any thanks that you give me, I'll, I'll, I'll be, I will be welcome for your thanks. If you want to send me a thank you, thank you for teaching me basic metaphysics that any Calvinist should know from our major accepted systematic theology sources. Oh, I'm open and receptive for, for that, Tim Hurd. But uh, otherwise, uh, it's, we're, we're getting pretty late. So time to end this podcast. Thank you for listening. I'm your host. If you have any questions or comments, put it on God is Open. Thank you for listening.